I love in the book of Revelation, it says, I stand at the door and knock. Jesus says this. I think that's one of the most beautiful passages and beautiful realities that at any moment, if we just turn our gaze to him, he's present. He's there. Welcome to the Jesus Storybook Bible Podcast, a place where we remind you that grace can rewrite any story, that hope shines a light through our darkest moments, and that God's love changes lives. Here's your host, New York Times bestselling author, Sally Lloyd-Jones. Hello, I'm Sally Lloyd-Jones, author of the Jesus Storybook Bible, which tells the story of God's never stopping, never giving up, unbreaking, always and forever love. Welcome to the show. Today, we're talking about silence, and we're talking to a musician, which might sound odd at first, until you remember that, of course, music is as much about silence as it is sound. Claude Debussy said, music is the silence between the notes. Aldous Huxley said, after silence, that which comes nearest to expressing the inexpressible is music. And Kafka said this, you do not need to leave your room, remain sitting at your table and listen. Do not even listen, simply wait, be quiet, still and solitary. The world will freely offer itself to you to be unmasked. It has no choice. It will roll in ecstasy at your feet. Our guest today is John Guerra, a singer-songwriter who writes devotional music, which he calls a collaboration with quiet. He has also described his devotional music as less Sunday morning worship and more Monday morning prayer music. His debut album was Little Songs, released in 2015. It was no surprise to me to discover that he composed music for Terence Malick's 2019 film, A Hidden Life, which is one of my favourite films ever. John's albums of devotional music are Keeper of Days and his new album, just out this year, Ordinary Ways, which has been called a God-centred masterpiece. John is one of my favourite singer-songwriters. He's on my heavy rotation. And if you aren't familiar with his work, you're in for a treat. His music is devout and joyful, lyrically profound, brilliant musically. He paints a beautiful picture of God in his music and listening to his songs feels like praying. St. Augustine said, Thou hast created us for thyself and our heart is not quiet until it rests in thee. John helps us find that rest and that stillness even in a world competing for our attention. We're stressed and searching and suffering. We have questions and fears. But John encourages us in his music to turn our gaze from ourselves and our inability and place it on the one who is able, the one who is faithful, the one who will provide. And these songs are, as one reviewer put it, not treacly sentiments, they're expressions of battle-weary wisdom. I can't wait for you to hear from him. So without further ado, please welcome my friend and now yours, John Guerra. My name is John Guerra. I am a singer-songwriter from Austin, Texas, and I write what I call devotional music as opposed to Sunday morning worship music. I write songs to and from that Monday through Saturday space. So I love singing with a congregation on Sunday morning at church. I love hearing the voices kind of come around me. I love that kind of nondescript crowd voice. But 
we don't live at church Monday through Saturday. Monday through Saturday, we're at home. We're at work. We are in our own heads. We're anxious. We're worried. We're happy. We're joyful. We're all sorts of things that make up a human life in the world. And Paul says in the New Testament, pray without ceasing. And he says things like, be joyful always. And these are things that I have really tried to take seriously and have wondered, how do you do that? How do you, how do you pray without ceasing? So the Psalms are a record of what happens when a soul or a heart is directed towards God in any state, in any circumstance, in any emotional experience. So you have Psalms that are rejoicing. You have Psalms that are lamenting. You have Psalms that are worried. You have Psalms that are angry. These are all things that we experience and feel, and we don't often know how to direct that towards God. But we know we can, because that's what the Psalms do. Walter Brueggemann says the Psalms are God-directed humanity. So if we have a model of God-directed humanity, then we just kind of need a little bit of, maybe a little bit of extra help, a little bit of maybe a soundtrack to that Godward humanity. And that's what I'm trying to write. That's what I'm trying to facilitate is both my own daily turning towards God. And I'm also hoping that my music for others helps them do that. It helps them to turn their everyday experience towards God. Keeper of Days is an album that I released in 2020, and the songs were written in Chicago. I was living there with my wife, and we had leased a little studio in downtown Chicago, and it was about a 30-minute commute from our apartment in the north to the studio. And we started this practice of not getting on our phones, not reading, just trying to be as quiet and still as we could from our apartment all the way to the studio. And if you know anything about Chicago or really any major city is it's anything but quiet. It's anything but still. It's it's chaotic. It's noisy. It's bustling. But we tried as best as we could to keep our phones in our pockets, to not journal, not read, and just be still. And we did this for a couple of years. After that commute ended, we would walk into the studio and we would try to sit and be a little bit quiet in that as well. The practice of, of trying to fight against the noise and trying to turn towards God in the kind of hecticness of what life was in those years. And there's a lot of themes that emerged in that album. There's the theme of stillness. There's the theme of kind of not quite understanding what's going on inside of you, but wanting God to understand you. There's the theme of trying to make sense of what Jesus means in the Sermon on the Mount. Blessed are the poor, blessed are the meek. And what he means when he says, don't worry, for your Father in heaven takes care of you more than even the sparrows. What, what does he mean by that? It's, I, I was trying to kind of make sense of all that in the context of a wild time in our country and a wild time in, in our own life. One of my favorite poets says, art is prayer to our senses. Augustine, I think it was, says that those who pray, pray once, but those who sing, pray twice. I think we need silence to understand the difference between music and noise. Right now, in the distance, I hear the hum of a tree trimmer. And it's just this constant buzz. There's no break. There's no melody. There's no dynamic. That's noise. 
But music is different. Music, there's rests, there's motion, there is direction. Introducing that little bit of silence, there's meaning. In the history of the church, also silence has been a, a practice that for a couple thousand years, if you read writers all the way back, even to, I mean, be still and know that I am God, is in the Psalms. So there, there's something that we've understood as people trying to make sense of our lives with God, there's something about silence that we've understood to be helpful, to be useful. Blaise Pascal, the, the philosopher from a couple hundred years ago says, all the problems in the world come from the inability of a person to sit alone in their room for any extended amount of time. So I think we live in a culture that is built around distraction and that is built around noise. Our phones are distraction machines. Our phones are attention-stealing machines. So silence as a thing that gives music meaning and also as a practice that helps us counteract the liturgy of the modern world, which is distraction, is useful in so many ways. So I very much think that my music has been a collaboration with silence. I've tried to incorporate that as a practice and also let the music almost be placed next to quiet or silence. And then how does it hold up? You know, not how does it hold up in a grocery store or how does it hold up next to noise, but how does it hold up next to silence? We love the storybook Bible in our house very much. We reach for it every day. And the stories have made Christ come alive to our daughter Winslow the past year and a half. Specifically, two stories that have really stuck with her. The little girl who is healed, Jairus's daughter. We were hanging out with some of my dear friends and their kids, and we were all playing the different stories. We just do it on a loop, but then everybody would change roles. One person would be Jairus, one person would be Jesus, one person would be the little girl. They'd do the whole play and they would end it and they'd give each other big hugs after Jesus raises Jairus's daughter. And they just kept doing that over and over. And the story was alive to them. The second story is Mary Magdalene and Jesus. So when Mary Magdalene goes to the tomb and she's crying and she confuses Jesus for the gardener, um, and then he says her name and they hug. In fact, every time Winslow would meet a new person at church or really anybody, after a couple minutes, she'd lean over and she'd say, do you know Mary Magdalene? And if they did, she would have them do the story with her. So the book has made these stories come alive in ways that I am eternally grateful for. We will always remember it, no matter what age Winslow becomes. These have been a very sweet time. Did you know that David was a songwriter? In fact, his songs were so good, they might have been in the top 40 charts if they'd been invented by then. David's songs are like prayers. They are called Psalms, and this one is called The Song of the Shepherd. It's probably number one on the psalm charts, and it goes like this. God is my shepherd, and I am his little lamb. He feeds me, he guides me, he looks after me. I have everything I need. Inside, my heart is very quiet, as quiet as lying still in soft green grass in a meadow by a little stream. I love this passage so much. I just imagine David being on a hillside, thinking about God as the wind is 
quietly breezing. Sun is shining. He's taking care of some sheep. And he just thinks to himself, I'm a lamb too. And God is my shepherd. He takes care of me. I wish that for myself and I wish that for my daughter. I wish that we would see ourselves always as God's little lambs, as creatures of his care, as children of love. And I love this image of lying still in soft green grass in a meadow by a little stream. You can also imagine the water gently flowing. It's a very peaceful image. I think that's what God wants for us. He wants, ultimately, he wants to give us peace. He wants to give us shalom. He wants to give us rest. You can get the Jesus Storybook Bible wherever books are sold. To find out more about the book and all of Sally's other books, please visit Sally at sallylloyd-jones.com and follow her on Instagram at Sally Lloyd Jones and at Jesus underscore storybook underscore Bible. Before we go, don't forget, God loves you with a never stopping, never giving up, unbreaking, always and forever love. Oh, hello, it's me again, Sally. I'm just popping back briefly to say two things. The first thing is, don't forget to subscribe to the show because that way you'll get the stories straight to your phone. And the other thing is, while we're at it, would you rate the show and leave us a review? That would be so great because it helps other people find the show too. I really appreciate your help. Thank you.